gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Art Art and the Brain Candy Podcast. This is the animal edition. It is the animal edition, pet edition, more specifically. Uh, I'm your host, Sarah Rice, and I'm here with my co-host, Susie Meister, and we're here to talk about pets. We've had a rough start. We should say. <laughs> well, Susie's been doing this forever and couldn't figure out how to record, how to get the recording started. Or for record. Apparently they're just giving away doctorates now. <laughs> so basically you have to push R for record, not mm. the space bar. The space bar means stop everybody. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we sat here for 45 minutes enjoying our wine. So yeah. now you will reap the benefits. Now we're in the perfect place <clears throat> to be ch- chatting about pets. Special shout out to our, um, audio engineer, Adam Butler, my husband oh, thanks, for Adam. tolerating my texts <laughs> during this difficult time. Oh man. What do you want to talk about pets anyway? Oh, well, the subject has kind of been on my mind because I just got a new one. Yeah. Who's here? Special uh, guest. Yeah. He's very special quiet. guest. He's here. He's sitting under the chair. It's Sigmund, my French bulldog. He's adorable. He's only two and a half months old. <clears throat> and in getting a new pet, I, you know, it's like a bunch of hilarity. It's just like nonstop. You get to a certain point where, like, he, as a puppy, pees so much in the house that it it goes from being, like, frustrating to hilarious. <laughs> so, like, we're there. Where now it's just, I have to laugh. It's like whenever, I did a tweet once where I said that I should just get wine-colored carpeting. Because <laughs> I spill red wine a lot. <laughs> and maybe you feel that way about the pee. Which, by the way... That's another difficult part of our day so far. Oh, yeah. Little Sigmund the Frenchie did a number twosie <laughs> in our <laughs> studio. <laughs> so it smells divine. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. And, okay, it's raining here. He does not like... Oh, here's his little fun pet fact, just to kick us off with one. So <clears throat> I recently read that dogs don't like going out in the rain, not because it's wet, but because the... Uh, sound is amplified with the water, and so it's louder for them. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not true, but it's just a fun fact I read. You know how, um, have you ever been to a big concert and people put headphones on their kids yeah. to protect their so ears? Cute. You yeah. could do that with him, right? Probably, but that would look funny. <laughs> do they make doggy headphones? I, I I'm sure they do. I, if they don't, we're sitting on a million dollar idea here. You know what? You should come out with like a a line of doggy stuff like accessories don't you think that's in your wheelhouse there isn't a market (laughs) completely flooded with that crap yeah but you do jewelry and lots of people make jewelry yeah okay yours would be different ah yeah well here's the thing (laughs) i am all about dog accessories like cute leash and collar and i do feel like there isn't uh uh ones that necessarily uh are cute enough for my dog but uh (laughs) I think putting a dog in any kind of wetter or other is freaking ridiculous. Wait, it's why? It's a GD go- dog. It does not need a sweater. Oh my God. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They're meant... Th- 
They're designed. They already have sweaters. <laughs> we gave something that was born in a sweater a sweater. So it's like a human wearing a skin suit. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, I think that they're hilarious. What sweaters on dogs, dogs? and sweat dogs in clothing are hilarious. Okay, now my husband says that a dog in a sweater, like, oh, we might have to give the dog a sweater if it yeah. gets cold. We live in Southern California. How cold can it get? <laughs> but also, when one of our friends sent us a little bow tie collar for like doggy special occasions, <laughs> uh, my husband was like, "That's ridiculous. He's not wearing that thing." Wow, so, bow tie not okay. Sweaters. Ugly sweater. A-okay. Fine. That's ridiculous to me. Now, have you changed your position on this? Because I distinctly remember you and me meeting a dog that wore shoes in Brazil. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. I remember this here in Brazil, I think. Yeah. There was a dog coming down the street (laughs) in little galoshes or something. (laughs) And I was like, well, where did he get those little tight shoes? Yeah, you liked it then. Oh, the novelty. It's so funny. I get that. But, like, <clears throat> I'm not looking to be the person that people are laughing at when they walk away. Wait. Because that's what I'm still doing to that guy. <laughs> laughing that he ever put his dog in. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I support it. Because it's to me, it's just the absurdity of it makes me laugh. If you're doing it in earnest because you think it's like a cool thing to do, then we got a problem. Or like that your dog really, like really needs a jack. What about in Arctic weather, like Pittsburgh, where I'm from? (gasps) It's pretty cold there. Yeah. Okay. I get it. If the dog isn't like made for cold weather. Yeah. You know. (laughs) But not for fashion. (laughs) Not for fashion. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) What if, if I bought you something for the dog, would you... Well, like, probably. You'd take a picture with it. Absolutely. Okay. That's all I would ask, really. Yeah. I want to put him in What about a Halloween costume? Oh, definitely. <laughs> they're 100%. Yeah. Oh, and they're funny dog Halloween costumes. Yeah. I could see, like, your family doing, like, Princess Leia. Oh, And then he sure. could be, what is that, ugly... Yoda? Yeah. He already <laughs> kind of looks like Yoda. Yeah, so. like, if you... I guess he doesn't wear an outfit, though. Yeah, but like we can put him in like. What's little... that green guy's name? Is that Yoda? Your... Oh God! <laughs> so, oh, there are some Star Wars fans out there who are really angry at you right now. Is he a blob? No. <laughs> who that, am I thinking that's, of? Uh, uh, Boba Fett. Oh yes, you're right. Yoda is who I meant. Okay. Yeah, Yoda's the little guy who says funny things that I can't think of right now. <laughs> Voice that, or he yeah, gets he all could the structure wrong. Yeah. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, I was surprised though that you got a pure breed. I am too. I didn't want one. What happened? And my husband likes fancy it. things. So, <laughs> well, he grew up with a French or uh, with an English bulldog and he wanted a French bulldog for forever. And, you know, he's into that. And I wanted a mutt from the pound and they call him the pound still the shelter. That sounds nicer. Um, but <laughs> I've always pound. got, I, I've had dogs my whole life and I've always adopted them. And I really think that's the way to go. Cause there's so many dogs out there who need a home. Um, but I've also had two dogs die on me in the first like couple of months of owning them because they were sick and I got them from the pound. One of them, two of them oh. actually were epileptic. Oh, come on. I swear. One of them had 20 seizures in one day and then I just had to put him down. It was so sad. I'm so sorry. His name was Waffles. <laughs> and then I, oh, this is the worst part because so I feel like I wasted wait, wait, a really good dog hold name. It. Hold it. Did he? Did you choose that name? Well, of course. I wasn't sure if he came with that no, name. No, no. I chose that. Did he come with a name? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. But I thought Waffles was more appropriate. Why did you choose that name? Uh, well, he had just gotten fixed and had a, like a little square uh, shaved into his stomach. Aww. And it looked kind of like, you know, the indent in the waffle where you That's pour cute. the syrup in. Yeah. So... Oh, R.I.P. Waffles. Yeah, Waffles. He's cute. Pour one. one out. Yeah. <laughs> For Waffles. Yeah. Waffles rice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Do you miss him? <clears throat> I mean, I only had him for like a, a month. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. You've told me about him several well, times. Well, yeah, because I was really attached to this stuff. I mean, because, you know, you when you... I, I, when I held the dog, when they gave him the, like they euthanized him, that was like a lot. Aww. And you know how in movies when there's like a person, a dead body and then like the detective or whoever finds the body, like puts his hand, like rubs his hand over the person's face or, and then the eyes shut. Yeah. Okay. Well that doesn't happen in real life because <laughs> I tried to do that and his eyes stayed wide open. No. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh you're in peace now. And like gently <laughs> tried to do that. <laughs> and it was like pulling down something that was attached to it, like, uh, or like blinds and they just like, <laughs> go this up is horrendous. Fast. It was really traumatizing. <laughs> Why didn't the vet tell you? Oh, because they weren't like, <laughs> they weren't expecting me to like, I don't know. Sophie's choice, like dramatic <laughs> moment. Like, it's <laughs> so great. Oh, it really was like that. So. I find pet love fascinating. I do not have it. It's like our Disney problem. Yeah, no, I I agree. <clears throat> you don't have it? It sounds like you do. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, listen, I love my pets, but I also know that they're pets. Yeah. Like, like, we had kind of a funny experience when we first brought the dog home. Why? What happened? Well, it was the night we brought him home. And like my first <clears throat> night being with the dog and my husband was like, who's never had a puppy before it, and is very sweet to the dog is like doing everything right is wonderful. And he goes to put, we're like crate training the dog. So he puts the dog in the kennel and the crate and 
you know, the dog is, of course, freaking out like any puppy would. And they're going to do that. And then you just leave them in there and let them cry. And eventually they realize, oh, it's not that bad. Uh, But my husband was like, shushing the dog. (laughs) Like, shh, shh. And he's like, well, the dog likes it if you do this. I'm like, well, if the dog gets used to that, you're going to have to do that every single night. And then my husband was like, well, you should, like, shush the dog because then he won't whine. And I'm like, I'm not shushing a fucking dog. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. I'm not sitting there like, shh, it's a dog. And he doesn't know anything. He was trying to soothe the dog. Yeah. And then, but the problem with that is like. I like this though. It's a nurturing spirit. That's great that he's being nurturing. But if the dog gets used to you shushing it to make it calm down, then anytime you don't, you're setting the behavior pattern. And so my behavioral pattern that I'd like to set is go about our business with the dog just being <laughs> fine on its own. So we got into a little tiff about that one. How you how you um, interact with your pets, I think, really is indicative of great. <laughs> You're going to parents. I think you guys are going to have a good cop, bad cop routine going. Oh, that's for sure. And yours truly is bad cop. I would guys, I want to hear from you because I know that from Instagram that you people love your pets. Yeah. And I see all of them. I want to know about that good cop, bad cop thing. I think there's always like a strict parent and a not in with kids too, of course. Yeah. That's what Adam and I have going on. What are you? Well, uh, at the moment I'm the good cop. (gasps) I think sometimes sometimes I think it depends on who's with them the most and stuff, but it used to be, I was the bad cop. And no. the worst thing, maybe with the dog, too, do you think your dog so far treats you guys differently? Because he's so <sighs> young, it'd be hard to tell. Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I think the dog has far more accidents when my husband is watching him because <laughs> I catch the dog more often. Yeah. So he knows to go to the door and, like, I'm going to take him out, but my husband's like, no, just leave the door open. You're He's more doing, vigilant. Okay. First of all, I am doing nothing right now. Like I have a break before school starts, so I have zero on my schedule. So I can watch the dog. My husband's working like a million hours a week. Yeah. And so him not watching the dog is him like busy in a conference call. That's, of course, that's going to happen. Me, I like the only hobby right now <clears throat> I have is like watching my dog. And cleaning it I up feel like you're just shit. saying that because you know that Landon listens and gets mad at you. <laughs> no, it's true. It's totally... I can't give it... I can't be, you know, too tough on him because it's... He's not a brain expert like you. <laughs> I mean, you're a psychology person and training a human or a animal yep. is psychology. Oh boy, it's psychology 101. And I'll tell you, the dog is pretty, pretty easy. It's almost silly how easy it is. <clears throat> to train them? Yeah, to train any animal. It's like a real simple reward punishment thing, you yeah. know? And then, like, just replace bad behavior with what you want, you know? And the dog gets it. Like, it only took me about a day and a half to teach the dog how to sit. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, if I sit, I get a treat? That sounds awesome. I like that. <clears throat> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I had this dog, okay? Look, I gotta talk about it. Please. <laughs> His name was Coach, and That's a he was great a dog name. <laughs> he was an English bulldog, and <gasps> you know how you put a whistle around their neck, and he looked like a coach. Oh, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> you well, know how they put? Like this is something that people with do. Bull, English bulldogs are often like mascots, and like they it makes sense. They, for some reason, they ha- they're and they look probably coaches, adorable, and they're with like they a look m- like mean, so they're co- they look like coaches. <laughs> anyway, so coach. we named him Coach, and. He bulldogs are typically thirty to fifty pounds. Yeah, they're very muscular, but they're not that big. Ours was seventy-two pounds. Holy crud! <clears throat> That's he a big dog. Had a I problem. bet his neck was just massive. <laughs> yeah, and we got we couldn't train the guy. Okay, oh, and we were like Landon. We just you know it's like the blind leading the blind. I don't know. <laughs> so we got in. We hired this guy. Oh yeah, and he trains military and police dogs he quit after one day no he did it no he did yes and i had to give the dog away after a couple years because he it was like a liability where he would chase children and oh no i mean where did you get this dog a breeder oh that's too bad yeah when he was a puppy yeah that noise you heard was Sarah's dog. He's he's having a little puppy nightmare, <laughs> or like or good dream. I don't know. I never know. Maybe he's is. maybe he's having a nightmare about that popcorn I gave him. That he almost died on two he minutes ago. Almost, listen, that dog. <laughs> this dog eats everything, including his own own poo, which is real gross. Yeah. Anybody has some advice for how to get him to stop doing that? Off topic, but related to eating poo. Um, <laughs> You don't get to say that often. I knew this guy that went to MIT who claimed that when this was years ago, but he was probably 21 at the time, he was going to solve world hunger by. Oh, <laughs> please God, finish your sentence. By only giving like people in poverty corn so that eventually their poop was only corn and they could just keep eating it. I don't think that's how it works. And MIT is handing out degrees to freaking morons. I'll never forget it. I mean, this was probably 15 Wait, years why ago. Does he think, why does he think that works? Well, because you know how when, when you poop corn. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I dated a guy who wouldn't eat corn because he said we shouldn't eat anything that comes out the same as it went in. Well, obviously, it's just the skin coming out. It's like you do process right. the, the important part. Oh, God. But this guy apparently didn't account for that. And he was convinced that it was coming out just Just gnawed up kernels and that you could just keep eating it again and get the nutritional value. I think there's probably like a, like a a half, (laughs) like a scale, like you only absorb 50% and the next time you get 50% of that, the next time you get, so really you're not getting it's yeah. Also, it's disgusting. Eating your own shit should never be the answer to any of your problems. Let's get back on you track. That I feel bad about that. Okay, so talk to me, though, about other kinds of pets, because you were telling me you wanted oh, to talk about a variety of pets. I do, because 
We have like the we know the run of the milk. I also have a fish. You didn't you, know I have a fish? Is it named like Bluefish? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I used to have a fish named Vincent Van Goldfish, but he went down the Well, you really went downhill in the creative like, category. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> when I got the fish, there were two of them and I won them at a fair and they were red and blue, so one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Oh, right. And so their name was appropriate and then red fish Kicked it. Kicked it. So what now happened? I just have Bluefish, and I couldn't very well change his name because he wouldn't know who I'm talking to if I did that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> that'd be silly. <laughs> but he's been surviving. He's a carnival fish, and he's been around for, gosh, a good, like, eight months now, so he's doing great. But those aren't nearly as exciting as exotic pets because that is what I have been fascinated with recently. Why? What's the deal? I I started watching a bunch of like Vice documentaries. They've got like a whole Vice series. Uh, that magazine, if anybody doesn't know, they do all these documentaries that are fantastic. And uh, I didn't know just how terrible and like far spreading the problem of exotic pets in the United States is. There are more tigers. <laughs> in captivity in the United States than in the wild. Now, white tigers in particular, that we have more more of those animals in captivity. And there's like a huge market. Who? Who's for, buying these? Uh, Just zoos? I mean, no. Um, people. Circuses? No. People. Like normal people. And or sometimes super crazy people like there was a story. I think it happened in Ohio. So a lot of states and not uh, until recently didn't have any laws on exotic animals. So the same laws that applied to a dog or cat. Come on. I swear. And one of the I think it was Ohio that was really bad. They just, they didn't change any of the laws until really late. So a man had. 74, I think it was, exotic pets kept in his house, including like monkeys, bears, uh, timber wolves. And one day the guy goes nuts, opens all of the cages, and then kills himself. And now we have 74 wild animals running loose. I read about lived, that guy. Yeah, he lived like a mile and a half from a school. And there's like signs up, like they had to put traffic signs up saying like, caution, wild animals, you know, exotic animals on the loose. Could you imagine if you were like walking home from elementary school and a freaking tiger mauls you? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. Can you explain to me, and this might sound silly, but I really, I know how animals can become domesticated, but yeah. is that all, is that just through breeding and well, over time? And like years and yeah. year, time, time, time. Generations. Generations, yeah. And how is and that accomplished? On, I would imagine that they find... There are certain species that are like working species that just like to work. Like yeah. they like a task and they, and they're easy to train and uh, certain animals are much easier to train and they just have different thinking than, um, I mean, this is kind of a random one, but you know, one of the animals that is easiest to train and is insanely intelligent. We kind of don't give it any credit is the crow. Hmm. They recognize themselves in mirrors 
and they can be taught to use vending machines and feed themselves and collect coins from like fountains, right? Or people, yeah. things people have dropped around the city. And one guy invented a, a vending machine for crows where the crows would go collect change and they figured out how to use it. And now they just feed themselves with this vending machine. That is crazy. Yeah. So you can train, you know, you could train a lot. So but, are birds in general pretty smart? Yeah. Really smart. Hmm. Like I th- it's certain kinds of birds, yeah. which is the weird thing. Like that means that there yeah. are like crows, which there are a ton of are looking at like, you know, eagles going, ugh, you morons. Right. Well, just like people. I mean, certain kinds of people. And some of the ones that are like big and tough are not as smart as the ones who just are like normal run of the mill. Like crows are like boring looking. Yeah. They're smart as shit. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you could train a lot of, and of course they do, but you can't take away an animal's like instinct that that that's what you're breeding out of dogs and everything like that it's like years and years of the urge to kill yeah like you can't take that out of a tiger and these people who think that like oh i'm gonna have a monkey yeah and then it rips your face off yeah that happened to a lady yeah that you know people think that the monkeys are so cute and i mean what about coco though Mm. You know, the Coco? monkey who knew sign language. Yeah, she's still around. That's amazing. That and, is so. And I heard some interview where they question, you know, what traits are human and what traits are animals because she was able to tell jokes, right? Which is and fascinating. Totally, because comedy it, it requires. Yes. A fair amount of yes, abstract. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. That, okay, explain that one. Like she did one where she tied the instructor's shoes together, shoelaces together, and then signed, go for a walk. <laughs> like she, she, she needs to work them. on her delivery. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> but still impressive. <laughs> that's really funny. But that's hilarious. That's and for, they just put monkey? out a, <clears throat> they just put out a video in the new year of Coco um, signing about how stupid people are <gasps> for not caring about the planet and for advocating for climate change. Okay, look, monkeys get it, but there's a large <laughs> percent of our population that don't. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. And she was saying, like, we're all a part of nature, like this idea of like oneness and you're stupid if you don't take care of the earth and stuff. Coco said it, people. That makes me like it's well beautiful. up a little bit. It sure is. Do you, Even if she was just have you seen the clip of Mr. Rogers with Coco? No, but that's like combining two of my favorite things. I'll send I it think to I you. would die. It is magical. I love Mr. Rogers a lot. Oh, me and too. I cried when he passed away. Yeah. It was really sad. And he's from Pittsburgh oh, yeah. too. And I used to work at PBS in Pittsburgh, and so I worked where, and they had the freaking um, Land of Make Believe set. I would. And I, I love the like, owl so much. Why? Why the owl? I don't know. I just liked his like... patchworky. Um, oh, the feathers. Yeah, I love yeah. the feathers. But so to see Mister Rogers with Coco was like humans are so good, and then you turn on the news, and then you're like, oh no, wait. Oh my. Never gosh, mind. Is that not the truth? <laughs> oh, that was what was so sad about seeing about all these exotic animals is that 
you know, you have these people who really think that they're doing these animals a service and thinking that they're like, it's, yeah, it's like from on a good borders place. too. But, um, so in this documentary, they, there's one man who used to be an animal trainer for some circus and who now rescues animals that are in captivity in people's homes, like in residences. And he gets, they get so many calls, like the zoos don't even know what to do with these animals. So they have to open up these sanctuaries for the animals that have been kept in captivity. And it's, it made me cry to see the, uh, lasting effects of an animal being in captivity like that. Like they showed this tiger who had been in a, a sanctuary where he has miles and miles to roam, been in the sanctuary for like five years. But whenever there's a storm or the animal gets tense, it paces in a six by six square Yeah, because that's the size of its cage before. And it just feels comfortable going like back and like, Oh, it gives me chills thinking about it. Like the animal wouldn't leave this, Six by now. I really wish I could apply that to my dog and have my dog not leave a six by six. <laughs> yeah, like, why is it? Why is your dog not? How come my crate? dog like <laughs> doesn't like that? And how long does that take? There's a polar bear at the Pittsburgh Zoo. <gasps> what that just paces like oh, maybe? I've seen that. I've, I think I've seen that. It's horrible. It's heartbreaking. Every time I go, he's just like it's mania. Like, get me the heck out. It is. Yeah, that's it. Is it? They, and then they do that pacing thing. That's almost the exact same as how somebody who maybe has like autism does the rocking thing. It's exactly. like self-soothing. Yeah. The animals are self-soothing and that, how dare we? Well, so what are you going to do? Are you never going to go to the zoo? Well, Cause I, I really struggle you know with that. I do too. And I am definitely never going to sea world and I hate that place. My God. Blackfish. Oh my God. Our, and I have a friend who worked for sea world and tell she me told everything me right this second. She told me that she was on the night watch where they would go and check to make sure that the cages of the, everything was all like, you know, how it should be. And she said to see those whales in like a bathtub at nighttime was just heart wrenching. And I couldn't, I can't, I mean, you're taking an animal that has the entire ocean. Did you watch Blackfish? Of course I didn't. I cried the whole way. It was horrible. I'm never going there again. But I really, really, really want to ride on a dolphin and a whale. And I did ride with dol- or ride on a dolphin once. Well, so what are you going to do? <gasps> what do you mean, what am I going to do? I'm well, going to not support that business. <laughs> That's all I can do. I really love what? when you get incensed. <laughs> well, what, do you, what do I do about the zoo, though? Because I really do love... Well, here, let me tell well, you. And there are a... all animals that can't be in the wild. Like right? what? All those animals are not like caught. Oh, those put, particular ones. Yeah, yeah. They, we can't rehabilitate them and then introduce them back out in the wild. They're kind of already fucked. Yeah, but if people stop going to the zoos, then They'd they would introduce more. Yeah. And how but, about those pandas who don't want to get it on? <laughs> we just let them die out. I mean, is this a particular pair or is this like. Like a- pandas in general are like too lazy to do it. I'm not kidding. This is this is for real. Like that's why pandas are dying because like I don't know, panda porn just isn't living up to expectations and none of the male pandas or female Maybe pandas. Maybe we should let them it. be. You you'd think but they just want to sit and eat and they don't procreate and I, that's how like, I feel. Pandas are going to die. Like they're endangered because they don't want to do it. It's like every married woman. <laughs> 
really know. You think married women would become endangered? <laughs> we just want to sit and eat. Leave us alone. I want the same things as the pandas. <laughs> it's true. Sorry. She's like, honey, I, was, I have a headache. I was drinking. Hold on. That is really funny. But maybe we, if they don't want to breed, maybe that means they should be they're meant to. Yeah. Well, they're going Why to should be. we force? But did we contribute to this problem? I'm Pro- sure I we mean, did. Probably. Yeah. We probably bred, bred passive ones for like the China, China Zoo or whatever. <laughs> they're, all they're all just tired. passive. Tired. <laughs> Yeah, but they're super cute. Do you see those people that have to wear like panda outfits when they go in? (laughs) (laughs) The Chinese workers. Because they're violent, right? Or what? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're just trying to like go unnoticed. So they put on these like panda outfits, (laughs) but they're clearly people. Right. It's not like a full body suit. It's just like partial. Oh my God. And they go in. It's usually to help with the little baby ones, like for whatever purpose and the pandas think they're just one of them well that shows how smart pandas are as you write your life story you're far from finished are you looking to close the book on your job maybe turn a page in your career be continued at the georgetown university school of continuing studies our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Is there an animal that you feel the most connected to? Yeah, definitely a dolphin. <laughs> because of the swimming or what? Yeah. Well, if I could be, I would obviously. Because you're smart well, and you and love water. And when I went and so I swam with the dolphins and I did dolphins and I did like a whole dolphin experience, and I swear when that dolphin looked at me in the eyes, I was like, it's I feel like that with apes. I was like, it's reading my thoughts. Yeah, like I was a hundred, like a hundred percent convinced beyond any shadow of doubt. Like that animal totally knows what I'm thinking right now, and then I like teared up a bit. Hmm. So it for sure knows more than we think it does. Yeah, I I, th- I think you can connect with animals. On and it. my dog, I look at him and I know like when we're having like a moment and he smiles. Oh my god! I I swear, hey everybody, to uh, God, if you're still listening, <laughs> Sarah's no, it's true. Everybody needs to, who has a dog needs to write in and talk about how their dog smiles. I, you know what I hate about you saying that is that people will, yeah, because they love you, yeah, and they love their I'm pets. So and they know sick that of I'm, this. I'm, I'm I'm right. Here's what I want. Why don't one or two of you come on to my Instagram and tell me how great I am? You are great. <laughs> and stop talking about great. No, they Sarah. say great things on my Instagram about you. Yeah, but so. it's always like Sarah. I lo- they're just trying to get to you yeah, through right. me. They're buttering you up by being like, and I like Susie too. She's okay. And they go for to me for the novelty and stay with you for the substance. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Um, okay, so you relate to a dolphin. I really oh. love apes. I gotta yeah. go with apes, gorillas. Love uh, yeah. Are you type specific or do you like all kinds of, you know, those pesky, like ch- chimps, those mo- monkeys that like the bonobos. Ooh, ooh, ah. Yeah. Those ones. <laughs> the chimps. I could yeah. do without those. I ones. Can... <laughs> <laughs> they oh. seem like the real, like people I was on the challenge with. 
Mm. You know, like they want a lot of attention and they're yeah. pranksters. They sure are. And naughty Those and kind of dumb, but not really. You know right. what I mean? Like That's smart enough. Smart enough. Oh, dangerous. <laughs> schemers. Yeah. They're schemers. schemers. They steal bananas. They steal stuff out of your hands if they can oh, get to you. I had a monkey steal my lunch in Thailand once and it was so... It was like one distracted me and the other one came up and stole it. And I'm like this. Yeah, they're like gypsies. Yeah, they were. They <laughs> they full on did that. And I, I fell for it. And then I like tried to run after it. But then like the mom got in the way and got real angry. And then I couldn't do anything about that. So I'm like, okay, well, it's extra spicy. Enjoy the <clears throat> fiery poo. Um, so we got to wrap it up. <sighs> Do you have anything else you want to add about pets or animals? What else did you I'm learn in your documentary? Th- well, I'm going to throw a little like bomb out there for the end, just like a little grenade that this like talk amongst yourselves after I say this, that the group most associated with illegal exotic animal sales. Are you ready for this? The Amish. What? Yes. The Amish. What do you mean? I mean that they, there are these secret uh, oh, like is it black, the black market, market trade of exotic animals, and it is run by the Amish because it's are the, you making this? No, up? no, I'm not. It's like a big problem because they can't do drugs or alcohol or anything that you know violates something sacred. But you know what's not in the Bible anywhere? Not having a monkey. <laughs> so what do they do? How do they? they- they capture, oversee the black yeah, market. They, they, the, the animals come in and they ship in animals illegally and then they sell them to people who are clearly not prepared to have an exotic animal. Just watch the documentaries on this. It's really... What's it called? Oh, crap. Here we I go. I don't know. <laughs> I just, just watch it. Wa- I mean, just type in... <laughs> Type vice documentary. Oh, it's a vice exotic animals. Okay, okay. It does not disappoint. Let me tell you, there are a whole bunch of them, but, but that whole world of <clears throat> exotic animal trade is fascinating to me. Well, and sad. I will wrap it up. This is not on topic, but I just wanted you to know that you'll be happy to know that my son Lincoln, who's three and a half, he has taken to puns. <laughs> So thank goodness a kid after my own heart. He's going to get so many hilarious t-shirts. He was eating hot dogs and a hot dog and baked beans the other day. And he looked up at me and he goes, what are you bean doing? (laughs) Bean, bean. That's great. And I was like, this is my worst nightmare. I'd rather him be a Republican or (laughs) he's been hanging out with me too much. I mean, what are you bean doing? It's great. He and he now he does it when he's not even eating beans. He just says, "What do you?" It's his doing? only pun, really. But I feel like I this is the start some of something awkward. He next time he yeah. asks for cheese, I'm going to tell him what is it. it? I, and he says, and you say, "Well, what kind?" He has to say, "It's all Gouda." <laughs> He'll love it. Or if you ask him how the cheese is, then he should say, "It's all Gouda." Oh my God, this is great. There you have it. Thank you guys for listening. I want to also thank you because our our listeners keep increasing yeah. and we're so grateful. Woo! We love doing the show and so we're really glad. We oh, and we got to We want to say thank you to Tara. Yeah, hey Tara, thanks. You're going to be getting a little thank you card from the Brain Candy. She made a donation on our uh, website, the brain, uh, thebraincandypodcast.com. 
And we are so lucky because we needed a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. Your we love donations you. go somewhere. They go to a not good just place. To wine. Well, you know. Kind of to wine. <laughs> it's all to wine. I mean, <laughs> when I said microphone, I meant wine. Uh, all right. So tune in next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.